الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون صدق الله العظيم Most respected students, mothers and sisters For the students, over the past few weeks we have been revising the various aspects that we should bear in mind during the times of the holidays It is a time when generally we are all very excited but at the same time it is a time to be very concerned. In any case, we have discussed this in much detail over the past few weeks. Presently, we are already on the eve of the holidays coming up. The examinations are almost complete, completed those who had worked hard, Alhamdulillah, see the fruit of their efforts. They will benefit from the effort that they put in. And those who worked hard but did not see the same marks that others may have seen, they too will still see the fruit of their good effort. It is not the situation that is elsewhere in dunya, if a person did not get good marks, then everything is lost, despite the effort that a person put in. In the line of deen, those who are studying deen, then the effort itself is what brings the reward and what brings the results from Allah Ta'ala's side. The marks, Alhamdulillah, somebody got excellent marks, that's a very good thing. Allah Ta'ala bless them with more. Allah grant them the ability to practice on all the knowledge that they have gained. But in the court of Allah, the effort of a person is considered. What is the kind of effort that a person is making? That is what Allah sees. And the sincerity with which the person is making the effort. Somebody has been putting in a lot of work, hard work, sincerely, that has not gone in vain. That is not wasted. That is not something that a person lost out on. Even after that, sometimes it can happen that a person didn't do too well in some subject. That's not a problem. Provided that we did our full share of work, we worked to our best ability and with sincerity turning to Allah Ta'ala, then the rest of it is not anything to worry about. So in any case, this is one aspect that those who worked hard mashallah they will see the fruit of their efforts both in dunya and in akhirat Allah Ta'ala blesses in very very mysterious ways sometimes very strange ways a person does not understand where did this come from sometimes we cannot, cannot even link it up in any way it doesn't even cross our mind but various blessings come due to the effort a person makes for deen by acquiring the knowledge of deen, all this comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala.
As far as the holidays are concerned, what we have learnt in Madrasa, this is now to be continued during the days of the break. We have numerously, on numerous occasions mentioned this, that Quran Sharif, this is for every day of our life. That Quran Sharif is not for Madrasa. Quran Sharif is not for special occasions. Somebody has passed away, then the Quran Sharif comes out. Somebody is, some other issue, somebody is sick, now the Quran Sharif comes out. No, the Quran Sharif must come out all the time. So, this must continue in the holidays as well. Likewise, our tasbihat, our dhikr, our du'as, this must continue. Most importantly, our salah must continue. This is, and not just continue obviously, but meaning continue in a proper manner, on time, without delaying it. Performing the salah as soon as the time comes. In various ahadith, the importance of this has been mentioned. And especially for females, as soon as the time comes in, they should perform the salah. They should not delay it. So let us keep these things in mind. That we continue practicing on all this. We don't do what many others may do. That when the time for holiday comes, then it is as if it's holiday from deen. It is holiday from salah, holiday from haya, holiday from so many things that we have learned that must never happen. We must become even more cautious and more careful. Our tasbihat must increase in the time of the holiday. The environment out there is very, very dangerous. The environment out there is extremely dangerous. And in a holiday time, people are very casual. They get so relaxed, they get relaxed in deen also. Now, that is a dangerous thing. We should not allow any compromise in deen. So ensure that we are conscious of all the things we have learned. We are practicing upon it. We are fulfilling what is our requirement. We are not shirking in that regard in any way. Then inshallah we will find that when we come back to madrasa, we will have come back in a way that is, we are refreshed. We are ready to take on more work, to work in a better way and to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, all the good that has been achieved will get reversed. So let this not become the case. As far as our salah is concerned, in one hadith, Tabi Wasallam mentions some nasihat to Abu Zarr First thing he mentions to him is that La tushrik billah wa in qutti'ata aw hurriqta. That Abu Zarr do not ever ascribe partners with Allah Ta'ala even if you are burnt alive, even if you are cut into pieces, even if you are cut into pieces, if you are burnt alive, even then, make sure you never ever ascribe partners with Allah Ta'ala. This is something that you should be very careful about. Now, one is that shirk, Alhamdulillah, Thumma Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has saved us from this. But at the same time, we have to be very, very alert and very careful. Shirk is of various levels. One is shirk, worshipping something besides Allah Ta'ala. 
The other is riya, which is a lesser form of shirk, to do something for name and fame, for show, for the praises of people. So that too is something to avoid. And shirk is the worst sin, but then the same lesson goes for other sins. It may not be to the level of shirk, but it is nevertheless sin. So just as Nabi Salaam is saying to us, Abu Zar that don't ever allow any shirk to take place, even if you are cut into pieces, you are burnt alive. The same thing goes with other sins. Now this will become the challenge of the time. Nabi Salaam is giving the lesson that even if you have to undertake such a sacrifice, you stay firm on deen. You do not become swayed. You don't go out of line. So likewise, in this time of the year, many things will be happening. There will be some fairs taking place, and some bazaars, and souks, and whatever else. All these things will happen. But we know what is the environment there. We know that a person going in that environment doesn't leave from there with his iman rejuvenated. Youngsters have come and they have given detailed accounts of what they have been up to at these places, at these fairs and whatever else, and what they have, how they have interfered and what they have done. Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala protect and save. Now, this is the type of environment. So when there are these wild animals of ruhaniyat, wild animals that are out there to devour people's ruhaniyat, nafs and shaitan and all the agents of shaitan. So is it any sane thing to do to be anywhere close to such environments? So we stay far away from this. Don't go anywhere near. And now this is where the test will come. Sometimes somebody, the entire family is going, say, no way, you are sitting here alone at home. What are you going to do here? You say, I will be with Allah Ta'ala. And that is now the sacrifice that will be made and be required to be made. And this is what will get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Abu Zar Nabi Islam is saying to him, don't ever commit shirk even if you are burnt alive. Even if you are cut into pieces. Now there will be those fortunate ones who will just bear their heart getting broken little bit. Not getting burnt alive. Not getting cut to pieces. But for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, they will break their heart, but they won't break Allah Ta'ala's command. They are very fortunate. In our time and age, that amount of sacrifice also is very great. That for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, we allowed our heart to break, we didn't break Allah Ta'ala's command. Though we were in the comfort and luxury of our homes, we were in the secure environment of our homes, we weren't under any kind of poverty or hardship, but just our heart had to be, we had to console ourselves, that I am doing what is going to be right and I am going to do what is going to be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala I am not going to get involved in any haram I am not going to go to environments and places where my iman is going to be affected I am not going to go anywhere near there where there is intermingling there is music there is other kinds of haram there is all kinds of things that are against the commands of Allah Ta'ala I am not going to go anywhere there so this is the one very important thing then together with that, in the same hadith, Nabi Islam said to him, that don't ever leave out any salah. So, 
Salah, the importance of Salah we know about. And the third thing in this hadith, Nabi Salaam says to him, don't ever drink any intoxicant. Now there are three things only mentioned in this hadith sharif. Shirk, don't commit shirk. The second thing is, don't ever leave out Salah. And the third is, don't take any intoxicant. So, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, everything that he taught is filled with wisdom. It has deep messages. What is the link between these three things? That shirk, if a person is involved in shirk, then none of his amal are going to be accepted. Everything is going to be rejected. So, kufr and shirk, this is the first thing to get out of one's life. So, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala, out of His grace and mercy, has protected us has saved us from these major calamities, from these destructive things, completely destroys a person's dunya and akhirat, especially is gone completely. If a person has passed, left this dunya without iman, so that is the worst thing, obviously. So a person now, alhamdulillah, has saved himself from shirk. Now there are two things. One is to put the lock on evil, and the other is to stay far away from all the things that lead to evil. When a person has held firmly onto their salah, salah itself becomes a lock on evil. Inna salata tanha anil fahsha iwal munkar. Allah Ta'ala says, verily salah prevents a person from all immoral things and all evil things. Salah becomes a barrier. So salah becomes a lock on evil. So what we are being taught is that don't ever leave your salah out. Be very punctual in your salah. But the salah that will be able to save a person from sins is a salah that was performed correctly. There is such a weak salah, the person says I am performing my salah daily, but it is not stopping me from sins, because we are performing such a weak salah. The salah is being performed haphazardly, in a hasty manner, and without any concentration, devotion, so now it's a very weak salah. It's trying to hold a person back. But the salah is so weak, it's not getting that strength and power to hold a person back. So the first thing is the salah. So a person has to be very conscious, very particular about the salah. Hazrat Umar ta'ala an, his famous statement to his governors, that the most important of all your aspects of life are your salah. That there are people who are running the country, running the government, they are doing all the major work, and he's saying to them, the most important of all your a'mal and your actions is salah. The one who will be punctual on his salah, and he will protect and safeguard his salah. He will protect and safeguard the rest of deen to a greater extent. And the person who will discard his salah, be haphazard about his salah, be careless about his salah, last minute now, when this time is almost expiring, now going and performing the salah. When the time comes to eat, then a person doesn't delay, especially if there's a dawat on. The person doesn't say, no, I'll come last, when every, now everybody is about leaving now, I'll come at that time to eat. No, the, yeah, when there's a dawat on, we there before the time. It mustn't happen now that I don't get a good place to sit in. I'll have to end up sitting in some corner somewhere then. I want to be in the right place. I'll get served first. Now that is what will happen when there is a some dawat of some for some food. Here is a spiritual food that Allah Ta'ala wants to bless us with. 
the spiritual nourishment. We are saying, no, I'll come and take the scraps. I don't want all the best part of it, I'll come take the scraps. The last but now in a hasty manner, haphazardly. So that is not what how our attitude is with dunya. Why do we adopt that attitude with deen? In deen also, we must be in the front line in terms of taking from Allah Ta'ala's treasures. And that is when we are one, we are almost, as soon as the time comes in, we are ready beforehand and we are taking now properly, calmly, we are performing the salah with concentration, with devotion. Now a person who does this properly, this itself becomes a great help to a person's iman, strengthens the iman and becomes a lock on all the doors of sin. So this is the one aspect to be very, very conscious about our salah. We must become the examples. It would be a very tragic thing if others who are not in madrasa, our mothers, our aunts, or some other senior person in the family, whoever it may be, they have to remind us about salah. That would be very tragic. We are studying deen. We should be the example. And we should be the ones that become an inspiration for others. So this is the one aspect of salah. Then the last thing in this hadith Nabi Salaam mentioned was, don't take any intoxicant. So salah, we said, is the lock on the doors of evil. And intoxicants are the keys to the doors of evil. So Nabi Salaam is keeping us completely protected and safe. That stay away from shirk. So you got your taluk with Allah Ta'ala. You are now connected to Allah Ta'ala. But then you need to keep this connection clear so that you can receive directly from Allah Ta'ala. And this connection will stay clear when there is no obstacle from sin. So by means of being punctual on salah, the lock on the doors of sin will be placed. And a person who is very punctual on his salah, person who is conscious, always being very, very alert that the time of salah has come, I should be performing my salah immediately, then such a person will fulfill all the other aspects of deen as well. There will be enthusiasm for tilawat. There will be eagerness for zikr. The person wants to read some book, will choose a correct book. He won't be getting into novels and whatever else. All these things that destroy a person's heart. So that is the effect of a person being punctual on salah, that a person's heart will go forward in all these things. There will be this enthusiasm, this eagerness. So that is the one important aspect. Nabi Islam kept us protected and safe by means of salah from all this. Or, or inspired us by means of salah into more good actions. So salah now becomes the lock on evil. And then a person is also staying away from intoxicants. So one is not going close to the keys to evil. So when you are not even going close to the key to evil, you are far away from entering the door of evil. Now, intoxicant in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says khamar, which means intoxicant, which means all the drinks, the intoxicating drinks. But the definition of khamar is ma yukhamirul akla. Al khamru ma yukhamirul akla. That khamar is that which overwhelms the mind. It covers the mind. Now the person cannot think clearly. The person cannot think straight. His mind is clouded. 
he is thinking of the most weird things and the worst things and he starts making him now he starts thinking of the most weird things and the worst things then he starts acting in that way a drunk person how does a drunk person behave what does a drunk person do so a person who is intoxicated with drink he starts shouting all kinds of evil speaking all nonsensical talk he cannot even walk straight he becomes a disgrace to himself to his family he becomes a disgrace to community and society all this is because of that key to evil the drink that he has taken so this is also a common factor unfortunately very very serious problem that people unfortunately get caught up in many don't get caught up in drinking but they are getting caught up in other intoxicants such as drugs this is a total destroyer it has destroyed people's lives destroyed their respect and izzat destroyed their families destroyed their deen it's a total destroyer and therefore a person is to be very far away from it and this is something which affects anyone there are so many unfortunately people that are caught up in this and they have destroyed themselves they are totally a wreck we don't need to be anywhere close to this we have to be very far away from it but this too is something sometimes may seem a bit far away from us for many of us may seem far away alhamdulillah if it's far away but there are some other things which also act like drugs which are often very close to us which are in our hands which we are consuming so to say daily almost and what is that that is the technology the media the cell phone the internet these also become like drugs and there are people who have recognized psychologists are dealing with people who have a cell phone addiction so now addiction is a word that is used for for drugs generally person is addicted to some substance so there are psychologists that are now talking about dealing with people who have cell phone addiction people who have internet addictions so what is this now this is become like a drug and as we said in the hadith sharif that this intoxicant is a key to evils nabi sallallahu alaihi is keeping us safe from the key to evils so he said on the one hand don't commit shirk then make sure you punctual in your salah you don't ever miss any salah and don't ever drink now this was the three things that was mentioned but these are principles a person drinking that is one type of intoxicant and the person who is in drugs is also an intoxicant and a person who's addicted to haram on the phone a person addicted to the phone itself and as a result is going into some haram or the other then that too is an addiction that too is a key to evil now and that too will take a person allah forbid to destruction so we need to become very conscious about this this one hadith is our hadith and our lesson for the holidays this is the lesson we leave with now or tomorrow whenever this closes when we leave we leave with this lesson that this is what we are to hold on to firmly what is that that our salah obviously we going to keep making toba from anything any sin so shirk we have allah taala protected us from that 
we will keep strengthening our iman and keep asking Allah Ta'ala to save and protect our iman. We don't ever fall into anything close to shirk or kufr. And likewise, on a secondary level from that is all sin. So make dua to Allah Ta'ala to protect us from all sin. And we make toba from that. Then we stay steadfast by means of our salah. And we stay away from all the keys to evil. And that is the intoxicants. So we will have to make some mujahada. We will have to make some kind of effort and sacrifice to keep ourselves clean and clear and far away from all these keys to evil. And the most effective tool that the shaitan has developed in this century is the cell phone. This is a production from shaitan. It may have been done with some good intent, but it has been hijacked by shaitan. And he has now presented it as his tool of choice. This has become like his tool of choice. So, this is something we are going to have to be very, very conscious about, very alert. It will take some sacrifice. We keep on hand some good kitabs, some good literature. We sit down and make muraqaba of moth daily. Turn to Allah Ta'ala, beg His guidance. Remember that death can come at any moment. A person is healthy, fit, doesn't have any physical problem and suddenly he's gone. All these things are the realities of life. It happens. Now we need to make an extra effort to stay far away from this, from the cell phone, from the media, even newspapers, novels, other kind of magazines, haram literature, whatever it may be, and especially the cell phone, we stay far away from it. People cannot imagine staying far away from it. This is how bad it has become. But we need to make that effort and stay far away from it. And we'll see the barakat Allah Ta'ala will put in everything. Initially, there'll be some little bit sacrifice, some little tug of war with ourselves. But then Allah Ta'ala opens the heart out and a person feels, Subhanallah, I threw away stones and I got gold. I threw away dirt and I got the most pure things. So what, it's not even something that we have really sacrificed. We've thrown away dirt and filth. We've thrown away evil. We've thrown away these huge dirty stones and rocks and Allah Ta'ala will bless in return with the nur of His love. So this is our aspiration. This is our progress. This is what we need to focus on and in this way inshallah we'll find we'll get the best of dunya and akhirat. That peace, that tranquility, that serenity, that happiness, that happiness which is the thing we are all looking for. Otherwise, with material things, there is no guarantee of happiness. Many a person is wondering why he's got so much, because that has become a bigger problem for him. So we need to realize that the real thing is in the heart. And that comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala. That happiness, that peace, we need to search for that. And that is only in that verily in the remembrance of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala do the hearts get peace. So may Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala keep one and all in afiyat. Allah Ta'ala protect the iman, the life, the wealth, the property, the honor, the iman, the amal, the akhlaq, the muamalat, the muasharat of every one of you and all of us. And Allah Ta'ala make us all such servants of His that are true and loyal servants.
in every aspect, whether it, in how we use our eyes, our ears, our hands, our feet, whatever, we become the true and loyal servants of Allah Ta'ala. And in this way, inshallah, we will see the benefit we'll get in everything in dunya also. The real place of benefit is the akhirat. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala protect one and all. Allah Ta'ala guide one and all. Allah Ta'ala keep us all in His, under the shadow of His mercy, the shadow of His pleasure. Allah Ta'ala save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan. As we discussed last week also, that or the previous week, that this is an occasion to become useful at home by helping out, by becoming a means of giving some kind of comfort to our mothers, to our other relatives, etc. By being helpful to them, by serving them, our parents make their khidmat, serve them. This is an opportunity during the Madrasa days. People got their own work and homework and this work and that work. So they have sometimes these excuses that they cannot make khidmat now. But now comes a holiday this is the time now to take the full blessings and full benefit of their khidmat and take their du'as. And this is something that takes a person way ahead in life. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant one and all the tawfiq. Allah ta'ala keep us in his hifazat. Allah ta'ala keep us with afiyat. Keep us with iman. Take us with iman. And raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين